Hi, you're listening to the official Everton Women's Podcast, sponsored by the Let's. I'm David Thompson. And I'm Sarah Halpin. And today, and for our final guest of 2020, we've got our right back, Ingrid Movold. Ingrid, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you here. You've been here for a few months now at Everton, and I feel, you know, you've settled in so well. You're a real solid part of that team and a and a really key part of that team you you've really taken taken off to, with a great start here hit the ground running um for our listeners if you just want to tell them a little bit about yourself where you're from a little bit about your story um 30 years old so i'm quite old uh no. auto young players and i'm from a small town um in norway two hours north from Oslo. And I grew up there with my parents and uh, my brother and sister, who's actually at the same age as me because I'm a triplet. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's something special. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really small town. Uh, but when I was done with high school, I moved to Oslo to study and also to play for for LSCO. Um, so yeah, I have an apartment there now with my boyfriend, but right now I'm living in Liverpool. Yes, Mo, and we are very, very happy to have you here in Liverpool. And I've just got to say, and I think it's the same by your reaction there, Davy. I had no idea that you were a triplet, Mo. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's not so weird. Uh, it, it's not that many uh, as to know that. So uh, yeah, but it's it's normal for me. I think it's it's like having uh, other siblings. Yeah, that's. But birthdays. What are birthdays like there? I bet the family think, oh my goodness, we've got to get three presents. You've got to get three yeah. of everything. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Of course, I've never had uh, my own birthday. <laughs> of course, uh, I'm and then yeah for me it's that normal and of course it's normal for my parents as well so yeah all the research i don't there's nowhere on the internet that says that you're a triplet <laughs> well no. now we know this is an exclusive for the Everton women's podcast <laughs> are your siblings in into sport are they uh, yeah they have they have been playing football and humble as me as well uh, but they quitted yeah around high school maybe so it's just me that i've continued playing is it three late three girls no it's uh, two girls and one boy two girls and one boy wow does the boy get beat up every christmas <laughs> no <laughs> no we we are kind to each other <laughs> <laughs> that's the right answer that mo mo's on the mo's on the good list this year <laughs> well Mo, we're very grateful that you did continue to play football because, you know, you're somebody who's got a fantastic career already. As you said, you're 30, but that's not old. We've got a while of you left yet, and I'm very excited to see your journey progress with us. You've played in two World Cups with Norway, uh, Euros, you know, most recently the the France World Cup as well. Um, So you've competed at the highest level. But what was it like to make the move over to England? Of course, you've, you've won so many titles and trophies back in Norway as well. But 
what made you make that decision to move over to England and to the WSL? I have played a lot of a lot of games, and I've been playing in Norway at the same team for ten years. Uh, I've won the league a lot of times, and also the cup. Uh, and I have had a really, really, really good time there. Actually, I've never thought I wanted to go abroad, uh, but. Things changed a bit when I played the World Cup last summer. Um, I felt that I needed to try, and I really wanted to, to yeah, try something else and meet players at an even higher level than I did in Norway. So uh, yeah, I think everyone got surprised when I told them that I was going to leave LSK <laughs> because I don't think anyone thought that I would. So I went to Spain and um, Madrid CFF. Uh, yes. um, I signed a five-month deal uh, just to try it, and uh, of course, then Corona um, stopped everything after two months, and then I went back home uh, after Algarve Cup, and then uh, Willie called me, and uh, yeah, from there it went quite fast. I I knew from the moment I talked to Willie that I wanted to come to Liverpool and play for Everton. So, yeah, I I think the English league is the most competitive league in the world now, right now. So it's uh, it's huge for me to be a part of that. One. You've played for LSK and you've won like seven league titles, five Norwegian cups. You've also played for the Norwegian national side too. They've, they've been up there with the best. They've won the World Cup, they've won the Olympics, they've won the Euros. you reached the quarter-finals of the, of the last World Cup. Where would you say the Norwegian national team is now and why were they that good? Uh, yeah, or they used to be good. We used to be good. Like I said, we won the Olympics in 2000 and also a World Cup uh, uh, several times. Uh, but then things uh, happened around in Europe and, and uh, the leagues in, in other countries, as England, for example, started to, to develop a lot. And uh, I don't think the Norwegian league has managed to keep on up on that. Um, I think uh, we have developed and improved uh, on a lot of things the last last couple of years, but we still have uh, have um, a way to go to to make it as competitive as uh, yeah the WSL, for example. So, but I also think that we have improved a lot uh, with the national team as well the last last years and and the World Cup last summer uh, showed that we can compete with the best teams. Um, so, yeah, I believe that the, the Norwegian football and the Norwegian league and also national team can can be uh, on the highest level in the world again very soon. But Mo, we were just talking about Willie Kirk and how influential he was to bringing you here to this city and to this football club. Um, how is your relationship with the manager and, you know, with the team as well? I really feel that we're building something special that over 
the next few seasons, this is a team that will be winning trophies and, you know, getting back, back into European football. Um, yeah. What's it been like with Willie and with the rest of the team and staff as well here? Yeah, I agree. Um, the whole club and staff is really, really professional. Uh, and like everyone have been so welcoming from day one and yeah, they have made it really easy for me to settle in. Uh, both like socially but also on the pitch and uh, as I said from from my first talk with Willie I really liked his philosophy and and the way he's thinking and the way he wants us to play football I, I really like him as a coach and he's he's uh, yeah he has a lot lot of knowledge in football and together with Chris and, and Claire they're they're a great trio and they show that they they want us to play really good football and that they believe in us as a group. Um, and yeah, of course, the, the start of the season was really, really good for us. And obviously now the last weeks, uh, the results has been a little bit disappointing and we haven't got the win uh, in some games now. But, um, you know, it's a long term um long-term project as well uh, we have a lot of new players and and a lot of young players and but i think we are a really really strong team with a lot of good players and um i know and we have shown that that we can compete with the best teams in the league when we were beating chelsea at goodison uh, and and held City until extra time in the cup final. So, so we already show that we can compete with the best teams in this league. Um, so I think it's, it's a great group and I know that we can reach our goals in the future. Yeah. And I'm so excited to watch this team develop and grow. And, you know, like you've just said, it's a really nice mixture that we've got of young players who are developing and also, you know, more senior experienced players. And the style of football we're playing now is is really exciting to watch. Um, you mentioned there Goodison Park, the Chelsea game, you know, the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Mm. What an occasion that was. And of course... You got the assist um, for Lucy Graham's header in the Gladys Street end. What was that like for you to play at Goodison Park? Uh, you know, obviously it was an empty stadium, which is a shame. But to play against Chelsea, who are one of the best teams in the world, at such an iconic stadium, get the win and play a real key part in that. What was that day like for you, Mo? No, it was an incredible experience for me and for the team as well, uh, that we managed to get in into the game when we concede uh, one goal against then we then we got yeah we managed to score two goals and and win that game um i think that showed how good we are as a team and and how strong we are together and yeah playing at goodison was was unbelievable it's a very 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 big stadium and historic stadium and and it's fun for me to get the opportunity to play in such surroundings and then of course another famous stadium Wembley you know ultimately it ended in in heartbreak for Everton on the day because we fought so hard and came so close um but every Evertonian that watched that day and there were 
thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Evertonians that watched. Every yeah. single one was so proud and so excited by what they saw. Have you had many messages from Everton fans on social media and stuff like that, wishing you well and, you know, talking about the cup final? Yeah, it's so sad. The, the supporters and the Evertonian fans uh, wasn't allowed to be there because I know that they they really wanted us to win and, and we felt that we have everyone uh, on our backs and and like you say in the social media and stuff is what a lot it was a lot of uh, nice messages both before the game and after the game uh, it's just sad that we couldn't get the win for them and win the trophy but I'm sure that this team will yeah continue to improve and develop and we will get back to Wembley sooner or, or later so back in Norway, you played more than 200 matches, including an unbroken run of 195 league games. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I, I know that I had a lot of games uh, yeah, uh, in a row. Uh, I don't know how, exactly the number, but yeah, I, I, I think that's right. That's just amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that one is gonna be hard to beat. Uh, obviously, I, I am really grateful for like the coach had confidence in me and played me every game, and then then I was really lucky uh, not to get any injuries and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I just I just played every game, every minute. <laughs> That's I love fantastic. that. That's fantastic. We're seeing that already at Everton as well, though, Mo, that you are an ever-present, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, and it's credit to yourself as well that you must keep yourself in very good physical shape, you know, um, to, to be able to perform. Because it can't be easy to play 90 minutes of football week after week after week with no break. Uh, no, but... I don't know. I, it's nothing I'm thinking so much about. Like it, playing games is the funniest thing for a footballer to do, and and I, yeah, you always want to be ready for the games. Uh, of course, you can be unlucky and got get injured and stuff. But as I said, I've been very very lucky um, during my career. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm just enjoying it and of course I'm also really really grateful for the confidence Willie and the other stuff have showed me when I came over here and and yeah wants me to to play every game definitely nobody nobody's taken that record off you Mo nobody's beaten that I don't think <laughs> so when you join the club we always ask our players what was your initiation song yeah um mine was a bit tactical maybe but uh, <laughs> but actually i i have heard a lot a uh, lot of songs from the beatles since i was young because uh, on the school we had a, like a project um wow. about the beatles so every time we were eating and stuff we heard we heard a lot of songs from them so i chose to sing uh, Let It Be. Wow, I love that song. Dude, I am a very, 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 very distant cousin of John Lennon. Oh, oh. wow. 
That's, yeah, apparently so. I got told this a few years ago, and I'm taking it. I'm telling everyone that John Lennon is a distant cousin. <laughs> it was great, though, as well, with, with Mo's initiation, because I actually got it actually made me feel quite emotional. I remember saying to someone, I was like, oh, that was lovely, because, you know, <sighs> you've come over to Liverpool, you've chosen a Beatles song, obviously, and I thought that was a nice touch. Like yes. so, a bit tactical, but it was it was a nice touch that, and yeah, such a beautiful song, and everybody joined in, didn't they? And yeah, so a bit tactical as well, you know. But yeah, it was quite nice actually. Um, I think singing in front of uh, a lot of people and without any music on is maybe the worst thing I can I can do. But uh, <laughs> I was nervous, but uh, it was okay. <laughs> you, you seem very calm at the moment. Should we have a little sing song now and sing Let It Be for our supporters listening? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you if you join me, I, yeah. Should we join yeah. in, sir? Of course, mate. Of course. Okay. Yeah. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mary comes to me. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. I love that song, you know. Oh, yeah. you've actually got a quite going. good voice as well. You've got a good no, voice. No, not at all. No, 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 no. No. You do. And I, I love that initiation song. It was brilliant. But yeah, always thinking, Mo, she's clever on the pitch and she's clever off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when when you do the initiation I, we always speak to the players about this and you know the listeners will know I, I've done my initiation as well and it is terrifying when you stand up there um, yeah it's it's do you think that was more nerve-wracking than walking out at Wembley uh no <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a different kind of nerves I think like uh, you know what you're doing out on the pitch but like singing a song without any music yeah, and you don't feel comfortable or think that you have a singing voice that's yeah it's I was nervous I was yeah right okay we're going to take a short break now and bring you our halftime team talk with the let's Welcome to the Let's Halftime Team Talk. I'm delighted to say that I am joined by England under-21 star and Everton defender Megan Finnegan. Now, Megan, you are a role model sportswoman. Now more than ever, I think females in sport um, are taking it upon themselves to be the best role models they can be. Um, How do you take that into your workplace, knowing that there's so many young girls who look up to you? Yeah, I think it's exciting, especially at the minute, you know, as elite footballers, we're leading the way for for change. There's a lot more research going into women's periods and how that affects the games, injuries, for example. You know, there's a lot more detail going into that within Everton. You know, we we have to report, for example, when when we're on our period and and whether that, how that can affect training and stuff. So people are, are gaining more of an understanding of, of how that is affecting elite sport in general. Talking about when you were young as well and you got your first period, obviously it's a big moment in every young girl's life. What yeah. was your situation like, Meg? 
Uh, yeah, I can remember mine quite well because I was only as 12, so I was pretty young, I'd say. It was the day before I was supposed to be going on a water sports holiday in the summer with the school. Oh, my. And so I remember, and I just remember panicking because um, obviously I didn't really know how it was going to affect the holiday, what I was going to do. But luckily, I'm really close with my mum. She made sure that, you know, I had everything I needed. Mm-hmm. And then the day that we were going away with the school, I made sure that I told the the female staff members that were going with us as well because I thought it was important for, for them to know. Obviously, I was only a young kid at the time. Um, and again, they were really supportive as well. And yeah, had a good holiday. Oh, well, that's the main thing. You had a good holiday. And do you feel that, you know, for anybody who's listening, any young girls who are listening as well, or, or anybody who's having a situation, um, that talking is the best thing to do, isn't it? And that's why this Let's Talk service is there so that people can talk. Would you advise people to to have a conversation about anything that's troubling them. Yeah, 100%. Speak to, to anyone, it doesn't matter who it is, but anyone that you feel comfortable speaking to, definitely, I think, just getting it off your chest in general helps you, and then obviously the advice that you can gain back from it as well is, is always really helpful. We've spoken, um, you know, with, with players that we've had on previously, you know, Obviously, a lot of new players coming at the same time. And of course, the fact that we've got fellow Scandinavians in there, in Riga and Nico as well. How yeah. nice has that been for you? Because obviously, the, I know you speak a number of languages very well as well, but it must have been nice having a few players come in and, and different nationalities as well. So it's like everybody's like a family, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel it that way, like that the whole Everton club is a big family, you know. Yeah. Uh, like from day one when the guys outside Finch Farm uh, let you in uh, on, on Finch Farm, they knew my name from day one. And yeah, from that day I, I just felt, yeah, it was a special club and one big family and yeah, I think... From the players and stuff, and you know everyone around. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really really amazing club. We're lucky to have you here, and uh, as you said, you know to be a part of that. It is a special football club, and we all look after each other, don't we? We all, we all take care of each other, and um, I think that's a a very important thing, especially in in these times as well. Um, yeah, totally. Hashtag more than eleven. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So you said before about you had an apartment at home with your partner. Are mm-hmm. you living with in Liverpool? Are you living on your own or are you living with another player? No, I'm living uh, on my own in a small apartment, like close to the city centre. Um, yeah, and both Rhee and Nico and also Haley now is living uh, here as well. So, yeah, I share a car with Nico and Rhee, so... So we drive to the trainings together every day. Um, it's nice to have them here. I can I can talk Norwegian with them, and they understand me, and I understand them. And yeah, yeah. And, and again, I also I knew Tini before because I've been playing with Tini in Elasco. So yeah, he she also understands Norwegian. Uh, so that's good. Of course, I didn't even make that connection. I didn't even think of that, Tini. <laughs> course no. um yeah so and, and tinny's a lovely you know everybody's lovely aren't they and i think 
we what was it that you said Davey as well about um like Denmark and Norway it meant to be some of the happiest places on earth and it's so true <laughs> when whenever I see you guys you, you're always smiling you know it's really nice very happy that's because we're having a certain yeah an amazing time over here so we're just happy Let's talk about Christmas. How will you be spending Christmas? Will you be going back to Norway? Will you be spending it with your family? Yeah, hopefully it's a bit unsure uh, still. But uh, yeah, I think I will manage to get home um, and get a couple of days home with my family and celebrate the mom Christmas together with them. Um, I really, really hope so. Uh, I haven't seen them since I moved over here, so that will be really nice. What's a typical... Norwegian Christmas like? Uh, yeah, some people go to church on Christmas Eve, like we celebrate Christmas Eve on 21st, no, 24th, not the 25th. So, oh, yeah. So, and then you're together with your family eating uh, a really good dinner with uh, something called ribbe. It's mm. like rib. And yeah, and potatoes and stuff. Um, and then eat some good dessert and then just relax during the during the night open up your gifts and yeah having a quality time with your family sounds perfect yeah that's what it's all about what was that dish did you say it was like ribs yeah uh, it's a rib in Norwegian but it's uh, depends on where in Norway you're from um what you're what you're eating on christmas eve uh, some eat like fish and some eat it's like a salt uh, salt kind of meat so yeah it depends where you're from um but my family have always eat eaten rib, rib hopefully you can spend christmas back home in norway with your family um because, you know, that's that's ultimately, like you said, what Christmas is all about, spending it with your loved ones. Yeah. Um, I'm fascinated, and I know Davey mentioned this as well, about the Northern Lights as well. Um, yeah. Have you been Aurora, to visit them? Aurora. Yeah. No, I've actually not seen it myself. I've been up north, but never seen seen the Northern Lights. Uh, but uh, it, seems, it seems amazing. Um it's yeah up north uh, during winter it's never it's never light it's all it's dark the whole day um but when you when you see the the northern light it's it's really amazing wow i mean That's i don't know goodness. how i yeah i i would love i would love to see the northern lights i think it is one of those things that in life is just a natural beauty and it's something that needs to be seen but that must be difficult being in the dark for so long because I would be asleep all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um like I'm I'm from more like south and inside the country, so so that's not something that happens there, but in the north, yeah, it, it has to be hard during during the winter time, but they're used to it though, so they know how it is. Yeah, it's incredible yeah. though, isn't it? I think that's incredible. We're so used to having our, you know, daytime, nighttime, and just to be permanently either light or, or dark must be... Uh, yeah. But you adapt, don't you, I suppose? 
And yeah. uh, like you said, having to be able to see those northern lights, though, I bet makes it very I worthwhile. That has to be incredible. <laughs> so what we'll do now is with every player, we do a quick fire Q&A. It's this and that, but this is a Christmas theme one because it is our Christmas special. Okay. So it's, it's 10 questions. Are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> I <Okay>. think so. <laughs> Number one, carols or Christmas songs? Christmas songs. Number two, tinsel or baubles? Tinsel. Number three, a red tree or a blue tree? Red or blue? Decorations. Decorations. <laughs> I, I, none of them. I'm not... <laughs> I want like a uh, yellow white thing. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Number four. A uh, chocolate or cheese? Chocolate. Mm, chocolate and cheese at the same time. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cheesecake, chocolate cheesecake, maybe. <laughs> okay. No. Number, f- Number five. Home Alone or Elf? Home Alone. Yes. Yeah, it has to be. When I, was ju- when I was young, I used to look like Macaulay Culkin, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number six, Santa or Father Christmas? Santa. Santa. Hot chocolate or mulled wine? Yeah, I think the mulled wine is, is something we call glug in Norway, but, but in Norway, you don't have to have alcohol in it. Yeah, so I pro- I'm going to say the, the wine thing. Number eight, a Christmas market or Amazon Prime one day delivery? And there are other online stores available. I love Christmas markets. Oh, That's so I, nice. I'm going to miss them so much this year, you know? Yeah, it's so nice, so cozy, and yeah, the whole surroundings, uh, yeah, g- gives me like Christmas feelings, and yeah, it will be very, very weird without it this year. Number nine, reindeer or snowman? Snowman. Last one. Naughty list or nice list? Nice list. Nice list. <laughs> I knew Mo is so lovely. She was always going to be on the nice list. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on this Christmas episode. Our last one of 2020. Say, this is our sixth episode now, isn't it? Flying by, aren't they, mate? Flying by. I thought you were only going to give them. us one. I thought we'd get That's banned a- after two. <laughs> <laughs> We're still going. No, it's, it's I've, I've really enjoyed doing these podcasts and it's it's a really great way to find out more. You know, I, I get to see, obviously, you girls so much, but it's really nice to, to find out more about you. And, um, you know, we've learned that Mo's the trip now, so we're going to have to get three Christmas cards for her. But no, thank, thank you so much, Mo. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and getting to know a bit more about you. And, uh, Mo, thank you so much for joining us and we will thank see you, you soon. Yeah. See, you. See you soon, Mo. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, our final podcast of 2020. A massive thanks to Ingrid and, of course, to all of our guests. We can't wait to be back in the new year with more content and hopefully we will all be back at Walton Hall Park. Cheers, guys. Merry Christmas and we'll see you soon. So like and subscribe to the official Everton podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching Everton on your preferred podcast listening app.
Big massive thank you to our sponsors, Lilette, for sponsoring our podcast. So we'll be back in the new year. So I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you next year, folks. Up the toffees. When we have questions about our body, periods, and well, pretty much anything else, most of us turn to the search engines, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. What we really need is straightforward answers and expert advice to put our minds at ease, and that's where Lilette's Talk comes in. It's a safe, confidential space where you can ask the questions that you need to and get a no-nonsense answer, whatever your life stage or query, and this is how it works. Send a message anytime via text or WhatsApp on 0116-326-1967. Ask a question about periods, puberty, maternity, menopause, products or anything else in between. It's completely anonymous, so Lilette won't know any details about who you are and will never use your number for marketing purposes. You'll get an answer back within 24 hours and the best bit, your answer will come from a real person and not a bot. The dedicated team at Lilette's will be available between 6am and 6pm to answer your questions. That number again is 011-6326-1967. So Lilette's talk.